Have you ever jumped into cold water? If your answer is no, do not worry. Most people will probably answer the same. But if you answer yes, then I'm pretty sure you might have heard some of the following. You're completely crazy. Why do you do it? I started jumping into cold water two years ago during winter, but it was just recently when this practice took a completely different meaning to me, when I realized that I like to do it not only because of the physical aspect, but because it is actually the way I think. It's a mindset. Then I figured that many people that have never physically jumped into cold water also had it, and it was just exciting. This is why I decided to do this podcast, to learn from people and their inspiring jumping into cold water experiences. Hope you're ready to breathe, jump, and repeat. This is Into Cold Water. Into Cold Water. Welcome, everyone, to our very first, and this sounds really nice to me, actually, I would say, our very first episode of Into Cold Water. And it's a pleasure for me, I have to say, to have a, such a special guest, because um, I, I have to say a couple of months, uh, and actually last year when I started thinking just slightly about, okay, why don't you do a podcast? And the idea was just in the back of my mind. My wife told me, hey, there's a really nice post- podcast. You have to hear it. It's, it's uh, called Moonshots, and it, it will be really inspiring for you and so on. So I did, and, and uh, it's amazing how now today sitting in front of me, I mean, virtually <laughs> in the other side of the world, it's Mark Pearson Freeland, one of the moonshotters. And definitely I have to say thank you so much, Mark, for making yourself available and being the first guest of Into Cold Water. So welcome you. Rodrigo, I should be the one passing thanks, you know, ever since day one when you got in touch with us to pass on some wonderful and well-received feedback. It's been a pleasure collaborating with you. You know, we've we've chatted pretty regularly. It's been nice to come together to, to uh, plan out today's episode. And most importantly for me, I'm, I feel very, very humbled you know, you, you didn't have to choose me as your first guest, but you did. So I'm so excited that you and I are at the front of the ship with a bottle of champagne. We're going to hit it on. We're going to hit it on the bow, launch the boat, the ship, the magic. And, and here's to a fantastic and really fun journey for you as the Intercold Water team start up. No, thank you so much, Morgan. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a, a really nice adventure. So uh, I mean, just thinking quickly, right? So as you said, we've been discussing uh, also the pre-production and how to do it and the topics. And I think every time that we speak to each other, it's, uh, again, inspiration and ideas just floating over. So I'm really looking forward to to uh, have this conversation with you around the uh, this, how you deal in, uh, whenever you're, let's say, whenever you have to jump willingly or not <laughs> into cold water situations. Um, and how you how do you deal with this with these uh, moments? Uh, how do you overcome these challenges? Uh, again, as, as we said already, not only from your from your personal, but also from your professional life. So uh, I'm really really curious to listen from you. How how do you deal with this um, with these topics, right? And and also since you have all these really uh, interesting insights uh, from from your show, from from moonshots, and and from all these amazing people that. 
that you uh, that you discussed together with uh, uh, together with with Mike on your show. Which, by the way, hopefully we can have him as well soon, right? I know that he's really busy now, but it will be amazing also to have you both maybe in a, on, a, on another on another show. Um, but it will be really nice also to to get some some insights from all these uh, amazing people, right? And and uh, and some learnings that some something you you uh, use yourself, for example, today uh, that you learn from them on on how to I don't know again overcome certain challenges or how to stay focused on a in a in a complicated situation. So that would be amazing to to get those insights and, and pick up your brains uh, uh, around this topic. Uh, it's going to be fun, Rodrigo. There's a lot of land for you and I to cover together. And, you know, the thing that I've found over the years, if I'm going to try and distill everything into kind of one statement, I find that this type of learning, this type of exposure uh, to cold water, to discomfort, to challenging situations, is something that you continually have to experience. You can't wake up one day and say, alrighty, I'm ready. Here's to a life of discomfort. <laughs> because nobody wants a life necessarily full of discomfort, do they? You know, mm -hmm. it's actually, at least in my personal experience, something that fluctuates with different projects, with different challenges or obstacles. And It's almost like a daily practice, I think. I think fundamentally for me, this concept of exposure and, and trying new things, and obviously we'll dig into it more today, but I think fundamentally it comes down to practice makes perfect. Once you've done it a few times, you feel that little bit better. I mean, Rodrigo, for, for you, you know, starting up into cold water, that's a pretty strong, powerful, leading title, isn't it? Why didn't you tell uh, your listeners where you came up with that idea? Let's see how, uh, if, if for me, Intercold Water is kind of this inspiration around trying new things. And I love the word that you said a minute ago about adventure. It does feel like adventure, doesn't it? How about for you? How does it take essence? How does it uh, come about? when you think about into cold water? Yeah, so actually, uh, it's, a, it's a really nice question, Mark. So uh, how does the, the whole concept came together? It's, it's quite interesting and quite fun because, uh, I mean, since uh, last year, uh, me and my wife, we started uh, doing this uh, ice bathings, you know? I mean, literally, uh, like we know already Wim Hof, or the Wim Hof method, which is literally going into these crazy uh, cold environments and getting into, I don't know, two degrees uh, lakes uh, and then staying there, staying there for a couple of minutes. So literally jumping into cold water physically. Yeah. Um, we found that I found it fascinating. It's a, it's a really interesting feeling. And I remember the first day when I was there, um, the first time that I was invited, I was, I mean, there's no way I'm going to do this. And I, I, I was just outside looking at the people doing it. And it was really funny because it was dark at night. I mean, here in Munich, uh, where I'm in at the moment. So it was dark at night, 6 a.m., cold outside. I was wearing this huge jacket, scarf. And then I was looking at people in the water and I was like, these guys are crazy. And then I just put my hand on the water and it was, I mean, I cannot imagine myself, you know, not only my head, but my full body in the water. So I said, forget it. I mean, there's no way. 
Then I came back home. No, really, it was it was just insane. I mean, the idea didn't didn't match my my expectations or what I was looking for. Then I came back home, and then I was starting literally trying to convince. And this is all, something interesting. I was trying to convince myself why I should not do it, even though I was looking at people having a really nice time doing it. I went online, for example, as most people do, and I was literally searching for. Is it safe to go into cold water? Why should I not do it? You know, so I was literally looking for information that try to prove myself. Okay, you should not do this. And I think that's that's something interesting that most people we tend to do, right? So we try to disprove ourselves by doing something. And of course, if we look for this, it's most probably what we're going to be. Uh, seeing at the moment or, or, or looking at, but okay, this is one piece. So then uh, long story short, uh, I, I, I reflect on it. I say, okay, let's give it a try. I did it once and wow, it's, it's fascinating. I love it. And um, last year we didn't have that much snow in Germany, but this year, so uh, it were a couple of times with some other friends of ours, really good friend of ours. We went to this lake, it was completely frozen. Literally, we were digging a hole in the ice and then jumping into into cold water, into really, really cold water, and it was just mind blowing. So uh, um, uh, that was that was one piece of, of where the where the idea came from. I mean, of, of on the on the enjoyment, if I can say it like this, and the and the really good feeling, and not only physically but mentally about being in the water. The other wow. piece came because uh, I was uh, doing a project, so I'm a consultant. Uh, here in Munich. And then I was in a project and then somebody told me, yeah, uh, Rodrigo, I'm sorry that I had to put you in this uh, challenging situation uh, and throw you, I, I throw you literally into cold water. And then I, my, my mind just like stop, you know, like handbrake, like handbrake. And then I said, Hmm, I think I, I don't see this as a negative thing, to be honest. So, because I really like to jump into cold water and, and I really enjoy it and I really like to be challenged. And I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see it as a negative uh, meaning or uh, that's, that's, that's the way I see it. So then I started connecting the dots and uh, that's basically how the idea came to life because I was literally one night sleeping or sleeping in brackets because I could not sleep that night. At 3 a.m. I woke up, I took my notebook that I have just on my on, next to my bed. I started literally drafting every single idea that I have, the name, what could be the concept, what could be the framework around and so on. Um, <laughs> it was also crazy because I woke up, so I, I, I get out of bed at like around four, get to my computer, went to uh, buy the website of intocoldwater.com, which by the way, Everybody's welcome to come into coldwater.com and give us feedback and, uh, and uh, leave us some notes. Um, we will upload the shows uh, um, when, 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 uh, when we are live with them. So please go onto the website, give us your feedback, give us your comments, tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you would like to hear. So this place is basically for you. So into coldwater.com, please uh, come visit. Um, so I went, I bought the website and yeah, I think it's, it's how the whole thing started, you know, and, uh, it's, it's been a quite interesting journey. And, and again, I cannot believe myself, Mark, that I'm again, talking to you and, and discussing this topic, uh, life. So that's how the whole thing came, came to, to life, basically. I mean, I think talking as a, as a guest on, on your podcast, Rodrigo, as well as all of your listeners, Wow. 
Yeah, you know, as, as, as an initial reaction, you know, what you've just unpacked there, I really want to, I really want to dig into a little bit, if, if you, if you don't mind, because sure. what I find fascinating was this aha moment, or as you called it, the handbrake, like, this thing's just landed in my brain. And now my light has turned on. I've suddenly realized that there is this enjoyment that comes with a physical as well as a business challenge. And what I want to do, though, is almost take you back to that very first experience before you got in. So you were there, everybody was having a good time, and you thought, you know what, it's not for me. And you, you, you rejected it, you went home, you did that little bit of research. And what I find really interesting about that story is not only the redemption afterwards, where you then decide, oh, you know what, it is something I want to do. And I did enjoy it once I tried it. What I think myself and the listeners will appreciate is the honesty that you've just shared, which is I looked at it, I decided it wasn't for me, and I left. And it's so easy and so tempting when we're all faced with a challenge, an obstacle, whether it's a big frozen lake, which to be fair, I think most of us would probably turn away from. <laughs> By the way. It's, it's kind of scary, I have to yeah. say. It's, it's, it's scary <laughs> at, the, at the beginning. Um, and when you've got a, a, a difficult conversation, I think when I try to make a comparison that a lot of our uh, you know, experiences have all um, you know, given us in our careers, personal life, as well as, as other and I imagine what your listeners will, will experience themselves, this, you know, kind of formula, formulates into difficult conversations, whether it's with your boss or your partner or your colleagues or a bank manager or a taxi driver, whatever it is, maybe it's a child. When you have to have these uncomfortable conversations, the most tempting thing to do is to say, you know what, I'm not going to do it. You know what? I'm going to run from it. I'm not going to jump in right now. I'm not going to get into the cold water. Instead, what I'll do is I'll put it to one side and maybe I'll come back to it later. And in my experience that I've seen over the course of personal as well as business life, when you do put off, and, and I'm interested to hear what you say about this, Rodrigo, when you do put off having that conversation, for example, it becomes quite a negative thing. And I'm wondering, as you are creating and beginning this journey, whether you think that there is a negative to people not jumping into the cold water, not embracing the discomfort and putting themselves into an uncomfortable position. Do you think that there's a, obviously there's a benefit, which, which we should talk about in a second about getting into the cold water, but the avoidance bit, do you see that as a potentially negative thing for people? No, actually, I think it's it's. Uh, I don't. Th I will not necessarily call it negative. And just also recently reading about because I'm I'm also a really uh, huge fan. Even though I'm not an expert and I don't intend to be an expert, I just find it fascinating the topic of neuroscience and how the this machine that we have uh, on top of us work. And uh, so I was just I remember uh, one topic about how our brain, of course, is, is, is uh, or, or tends to, to, to keep us away from, to protect us, basically. 
So whenever we are fee, uh, faced in a, in a stressful or dangerous, let's call it situation, the first reaction of our brain, because our, our animal instinct is just, okay, run away from this, right? Do not, do not, do not engage, just run. Um, and then the interesting thing is how can we just change our minds to do ideally the opposite, you know, to face the situation. So again, I will not call it something negative. Um, maybe it's just about, and, and this will bring me to also nice, nice concept about being vulnerable and, and, you know, uh, and making yourself aware that, okay, it's, it's not bad to feel threatened. It's not bad to feel challenged. It's not bad to feel fear because I think sometimes when we feel fear, it's okay, negative, this is bad, it's black and white. It's, I think it's not like that. I think it's just about, again, making yourself conscious that, okay, this is something that it's, yeah, probably out of my comfort zone, that it's something that it's going to represent a big challenge for me, maybe, again, personally, uh, that it's also playing with my mind in a way. So I just have to, yeah, maybe also as part of the, the framework that we use here, it's just take a deep, deep breath, focus and say, okay, what can I do to overcome this, uh, this, again, I will use maybe the word negative aspect or negative situation and turn it into something positive, right? Or something that I could at least learn from, because I think even though we are all facing, uh, and exposed to negative or to difficult situations, let's put them put them like this. But I think as as long as as we have in mind that even though it's an, a, a difficult or negative situation, we always can learn from them. And I think that that is a turning point when whenever when these situations can turn into a positive one. Again, it's for me, it's all about perspective. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, I I think that's. Uh, a really interesting connection there with the neuroscience and this fight or flight exactly. reaction. Mm-hmm. When you see a, a poisonous snake, hey, you, you're going to run. Run. <laughs> run like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you see a boulder rolling towards you, you're going to run. And you and I might not face those sort of challenges or obstacles each day any, anymore, you know, our bodies have obviously adapted over the millennia to help us be better hunters, help us be better thinkers, problem solve. And isn't it interesting how a lot of the base animalistic instincts still exist? And Mm -hmm. something as simple as an email or something as simple as a uncomfortable conversation with a, a customer or a boss or whatever, our brains still make this connection to, oh no, I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> and, and something that I found with, with the Moonshot sh- show is how many of the innovators and entrepreneurs that we've dug into over the, over the years and over the episodes have been those characters to embrace that challenge. Mm-hmm. I think one of the key threads that connects a lot of the episodes, a lot of the innovators and the entrepreneurs and the musicians and the sports stars and the leaders who we've, we've covered on the Moonshot show have this undeniable resilience. And that resilience formulates and creates itself into a number of different ways. Sometimes it's 
I'm going to go out and be an amazing pop star like Lady Gaga. Sometimes I'm going to go out and be an amazing architect like Zaha Hadid. Or sometimes it's going to be, I'm going to go and run a marathon in an hour and a half like David Goggins. Mm. Or maybe not an hour and a half, actually. That's, that's <laughs> possibly incorrect. But this, this idea of resilience, I think, is the perfect you know, mindset to combat those obstacles. So mm. what you're saying about the cold water, and now I want to go back to, to your, your original story. Once you did give it a go, once you sort of uh, became that more resilient, I guess, once you thought, you know what, it's probably not as bad as I think, or you know what, maybe it is going to be good for me. Once you had that self-awareness and you had made that, that decision yourself, because you're ultimately in control of your decision. Um, exactly. You know, uh, any of the moonshot innovators, Elon Musk is in control of his own decisions. You know, this resilience that comes through experience only really comes about once you've run towards that obstacle, once mm -hmm. you've seen the challenge that's in front of you and you've decided, I'm not going to walk away from it this time. I'm going to go and give it a go. And I loved hearing your story about the intercold water first experience because you, you actually said you enjoyed it. You enjoyed exactly. getting into the cold water. And then when your colleague said it as well, you said, oh, no, this, this business problem wasn't a challenge. I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, again, I think it's a matter of perspective and, and uh, how... how yeah, where, where do you want to stand in front of, of the situations, right? So uh, where, where do you decide to stand in front of, of the situations? Because that's one of the things that you definitely are in control of. Where do you want to stand and how do you want to look at them, right? That's, that's something we can definitely control. Um, and and from here, I would also now maybe like to throw a, a, the, the question to you, Mark, on um, what has been this, as you used the analogy before, the snake in front of you that, that you say, yeah, maybe I should run away from, right? Or how was this, uh, have you jumped into cold water? Let me put it this way recently, Mark. Yeah, you know what? I've, I've done a couple of cold water jumps within the last couple of years. The first of which was a personal cold jump uh, that my wife and I made together back in 2019 when we decided to, um, you know, leave our steady jobs in London, leave the house that we had, or the home that we had created, and go seeking adventure. Mm -hmm. We had got to a point where we thought, you know what, we could totally settle down. That'd be great. But there was always this nagging thing in our, in our minds saying, hey, but you've always talked about living and working in another country. You've always thought about exposing yourselves to something a little bit stranger and a little bit more uncomfortable. And we decided, okay, well, now's the time. Let's, let's jump in. Let's jump in the cold water. Uh -huh. and, we, and we did. And, and you know, it's, it's been a, and it continues to be, in fact, a journey of discovery for both of us. We're still, and this is over two years ago since we made that first leap. We're still uh, breathing. We're still mm -hmm. repeating and analyzing and, and jumping back in. And it, it's, it's an amazing experience that I don't think we could have got by doing anything else. You know, this mm -hmm. concept of being an explorer 
and trying new things and looking for adventure, I think is what drove you eventually into the cold water. And it's mm. certainly what got us to the other side of the world. So I'm now in Sydney. So we literally took all of our stuff. Well, actually, no, I think we left most of our stuff. We took a couple of bags, hopped on a plane, and 28 hours later, we were, we were here. <laughs> and we thought, all right, well, there's no, <laughs> going, back. There's no going back right now. Um, and, and it's been wonderfully uh, enjoyable, but it's still had its moments of, you know, uh, anxiety, um, discomfort, like when you jump into a, a cold shower, your fear beforehand makes it quite bad. You, you don't want to do it. And those first few seconds when you jump into that cold shower <laughs> or that cold lake in, in your experience, Rodrigo, isn't it pretty, your body tensifies. It, it has a lot of tension in it. And you almost want to jump straight back out. But actually by staying in there, it gets better over time, doesn't it? Completely. And, and I can totally relate to this story, Mark, you're saying, because for me, it was a similar case. So I'm originally from Mexico City. Mm. And then at some point, uh, I mean, I was working already for some years in advertising uh, back then. And then at some point I said, yeah, I, I, I just want to do something different with my life. I mean, I've been in here in this career, which it's a, it's a really nice career, I have to say. But I just want to do something different. Um, and then at some point, uh, one thing led to the other. And then moving to Germany uh, because of my studies and, and with my wife, we said, OK, let's let's do it. We didn't speak the language, not even to ask for, for a beer <laughs> or not even to say hello. I mean, zero, nothing. <laughs> um, we just literally, as you said, we packed our bags, four bags, huge ones, but four bags. We left our, our comfort zone in Mexico. So we left our apartment. We left our family, friends. Everything, you know, uh, everything that we knew was back then, uh, back there, sorry. And then we said, let's do it. Uh, we moved to a completely different country. And as you said, at the beginning, it was, man, I mean, what are we doing here? I mean, we were not able to speak to people properly because also we moved to a city which was radically the opposite from Mexico City. So it was almost like a neighborhood of Mexico City, a really, really small, beautiful city, Leipzig, uh, close to Berlin. Really small one, but but in which people don't speak that much English in general, yeah? So it was really hard. I mean, imagine just to trying to contact, I don't know, uh, the internet provider, say, guys, please come and put internet uh, in my apartment. It was mission impossible, you know? I mean, how do you explain? <laughs> Literally, it was, it was a nightmare. Or go, going to the bank to open an account or, I mean, don't get a coffee, for God's sake, you know? Just the, the most basic stuff, it was really hard because of the language. And really frustrating as well because I, I was just I felt I don't know I mean I just I just think like a baby you know that you want to try to say something but your mind and your mouth is not connecting mm. <laughs> because of the language so mm. it was really hard um, but then yeah I mean after four years now the situation has I would say radically changed towards a more positive of course at some point it was I don't know if we're gonna make it right so the first years it was really hard. Um, but then when, when we look back now, we said it's good that we, you know, sit on the saddle and again, decided to stay here and, and, and push for it and, 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 and fight for this, right? And not say, okay, yeah, uh, let's, let's go back. 
Um, so, so quite positive as well. So I think it's a really nice connection to, to your story as well, Mark. It, we have. We've shared a pretty similar um, exposure there, haven't we? I mean, I must admit, a, an English man moving to Australia is far easier than, <laughs> than moving from Mexico <laughs> to, to just outside Berlin, uh, where you don't speak the language. That is a real cold water jump. That's ice cold. <laughs> ice cold, yes. And literally, I mean, the place, and now you're talking ice cold. It was really funny. One day we were coming back from Mexico, our first Christmas. We went back to Mexico for Christmas and we came back. And man, it was freezing in, in Germany. I mean, we landed at the airport. It was really freezing. I mean, and we didn't have even the, the proper, you know, winter clothes. So we had a, a, a jacket, but it was, we were not used to that. So it was, it was literally just a, a, a really nice experience altogether. But I, again, when we look back now, we laugh. But at that moment, we were like, what are we doing here? <laughs> that's <laughs> you know? that's so, so funny, isn't it? So, yeah. you know, both of us have, uh, in, our, in our personal professional lives in our past, you and I have both shared a pretty similar experience from a, from a broad perspective in that we both thought, you know what, let's jump in, let's, let's take our partners, let's see what happens when we get to the other side of the world. And how might our listeners who aren't able to do something like that, I wonder how they might be able to embrace this opportunity themselves, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, focused on finding an, uh, an opportunity or an obstacle to see as an opportunity in their daily lives. I mean, what, what comes to mind, Rodrigo, when you think, how do you keep this practice of, of exposure up? Yeah, it's a, it's a nice question, Mark. So um, as I said before, uh, what we thought about when, when, we think, when we were thinking about this into cold water topic was, okay, how can we break this topic into easy uh, bite pieces, right? Um, and also a, a little bit of context on this is because sometimes when we were literally going to the lakes and jumping into the cold water, actually, some people were asking, okay, why do you do it? And, 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 and friends, for example, from Cancun, where I used to live also, it's, it's really, I mean, you will never find frozen lakes in Cancun for sure. And if that happens, climate change will be playing some uh, interesting roles, if you know what I mean. Um, but then people were asking, okay, why and how, right? So, uh, then uh, we were also, I was also doing this reflection and I said, I think this jumping into cold water, for me, it's, it's more kind of a mindset that uh, I think you could, people, I mean, our listeners, even though they are in Africa or they are in, uh, you know, in a, in a place where really warm weather and where you can hardly find these cold uh, places, I mean, just uh, uh, not metaphorically speaking, but I think it's, it's just what I'm trying to say is that people everywhere should should or uh, have it as, uh, I don't know, as a best practice, you know, I mean, to always looking into these situations as, okay, maybe first, and this is where this framework come from, um, maybe first I have to, I don't know, take deep breaths, make myself conscious that I'm about to face something that's definitely going to be challenging and, and, and uh, reflect on it and, and accept it. I think the acceptance is also a key word in this case, right? Accept that I'm going to feel threatened, vulnerable, as, as we said before, that I'm maybe going to, I, I'm feeling fear, accept it, embrace it, and then mentally 
jumping into the situation and again, be aware that you're going to get punched in the face, that you're going to fall, that you're literally going to get scratches, that you're going to, you know, I mean, hopefully not physically, but mentally that you're going to get affected in this way. Right. Mm. Um, and then just again, but with a, with a clear focus, okay, that this is just a path and this, I will just use it later for, for a nice link to uh, one of our, I would say, Mark, one of our favorites, Ryan Holiday, in this case. Um, but right. uh, know that this path, that it's going to be challenging, it's going to be difficult. It's the way for us to learn at the end. Again, even though it doesn't lead us to a successful, I don't know, uh, promotion in our career or to, uh, I don't know, uh, get a better job or find the best uh, wife or girlfriend on earth. I don't know what, I mean, it could be both sides. But definitely at the end of the day, there should be this learning phase, which again, it's, it's how um, we think, or I think this, this, this process of, I would put it like breathe, jump and repeat. It's, it's uh, this kind of a mindset thing that we can always do on, on, on regardless of the situation. You know, again, it could be from waking up in the morning to do sports right? It's tough. It's 5 a.m. It's dark outside. It's cold. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. But then when I say, when I program myself and my mind to say, okay, let's do it. Let's in five, four, three, two, one, let's get out of bed. Let's do it. And then when I finish my 30 minutes, one hour of sports, then I reflect on it. And I say, okay, how do I feel? Do I feel good? Do I feel energized? Do I feel positive? And then if that's so, then it's all also a trigger for me to do it the next morning and then the next one and then the next one. And then it becomes a habit. And then you're also, your mind doesn't process it. I would say as, okay, it, it's like when you're driving a car. I mean, when, when it's a stick uh, car, it's not that your, your brain always thinks, okay, now I have to put a shift to first and then second. It's you, you just do it automatically. Um, so I think it's this way. It's, it's a, a, a yeah, an easy or, or nice way to, to start programming again yourself to breathe, jump, and then learn, repeat, and, and, and you will do it hopefully in the future uh, in a more, let's say, uh, unconscious way, and, easy, and it will become easier for you. I, I think that's really, really interesting, Rodrigo. Breathe, jump, repeat. I think that feels as though, much like what Wim Hof um, you know, teaches, uh, you know, his, his attendees. And if you've ever signed up for any of his remote classes, or in fact, if you've, if you've ever really researched his recommendations around the cold water, as I know, as I know you have, and as well as I have, it's proven, it's, it's physically, scientifically proven that it does make quite a big difference to people, and which I find absolutely fascinating. So what you're saying with the breathe, jump, repeat, it feels like a really practical tip when thinking about exposure. And that exposure, it happens in business as well as your personal life, as you said. Mm-hmm. And something that we, uh, that Mike and I talk about on, on Moonshots, and I think it's really relevant here, is the discomfort that comes with exposing yourself to a challenge, like jumping into cold water, is I think a similar uh, reaction that a body might have, like my body might have, if I've gone to the gym. If I'm not stretching myself and exposing myself to maybe it's heavier weights 
or maybe it's running faster or cycling further, my, my muscles won't grow in that way. So that feeling of a muscle being torn afterwards, after a workout or a run, that's, that's really positive discomfort. It's positive because it shows that muscle, that, that bicep or that calf or whatever it might be is, is getting stronger. And what I think is really interesting with, with what you've just said is it's the same thing. If you can learn to enjoy the breathe, jump, and repeat process, you'll not only know that you're getting stronger, you'll know that you're getting out of your comfort zone. So you're going to have fun <laughs> as well. Exactly. But you're going to become, I think, a little bit more conscious as well. You know, something that Wim Hof always talks about is this idea of being present. And I know meditation is, is, is so incredibly popular now and being present is a challenge that a lot of us are trying to do more and more regularly, especially uh, in this, you know, new normal. But I think, you know, connecting that alongside what I think would be interesting to talk about next, which is Ron Holiday, is the fourth step that you've mentioned. And I, th I guess it fits into your third, which is repeat, uh, the reflection part. So the reflection of, okay, right, I've just jumped into cold water. How do I feel? Okay, I've just completed this project. Was it good or bad? How do I, how did I react? What can I learn and do better next time? What would I not do next time? What should I avoid? How was it dealing with this individual? How was it dealing with my work-life balance? And by taking that moment to reflect upon your attitude, your behavior, as well as your experience, and maybe keeping a journal, which, which is something that you know, I, I certainly try to actively keep personally, mm -hmm. and, and it's certainly helped me in a, in a number of professional ways. I think that's a really valuable demonstration of stoicism being a lot more contemporary and a lot more accessible nowadays. And, and it feels a little bit less scary. I think that's what it is. You know, if you break down your three steps again, breathe, it's prepare, jump, it's expose, repeat, it's reflection. These are all things that I think are at the heart of them quite stoic approaches because they are focused on you as an individual. You know, mm. I'm making the choice to prepare. I'm making the choice to expose myself and submerge. I'm making the choice to then reflect upon it and learn from it and hopefully go and repeat it. And exactly. <laughs> what, I, what I find, you know, as a, as a fascinating connection with the cold water is, as, as you brought up earlier, Ryan Holiday and, and his work at making the Stoic thinking uh, a lot more approachable and, and uh, contemporary nowadays through his, his book series. I know that you've read them. Uh, I've certainly got into them as well. Uh, and for me, the obstacle is the way always felt like the one that's most connected with intercold water mm -hmm. because you're, you're noticing it, you're seeing that challenge, and, but you're changing your mindset. You're changing your reaction so that instead of thinking, oh, no, I'm going to go the other way or I'm going to avoid it. Instead, you're thinking, okay, well, yeah, let's go and stretch this muscle. Let's go and get out of my comfort zone. Let's go and give mm -hmm. myself a new adventure. 
Exactly. And um, I mean, uh, now that you're talking about the obstacle, is the way which, by the way, it, uh, so after on, uh, you recommend, I mean, after, after you did the, the, the three episodes on, on Moonshots on your show, uh, we just bought directly the books. Uh, it's, it's, it's definitely a recommendation uh, to all of our listeners. I mean, do go and, <clears throat> excuse me, buy and read these books from Ryan Holiday. They're really full of inspiration. So uh, it's funny because, So we tend to uh, sometimes highlight, uh, whenever we buy books, we tend to highlight some interesting quotes uh, that we find, uh, you know, here and there. And what I was always thinking is with these three books from Ryan Holiday, I I, I should have a a bucket full of highlighter, you know, just to dip the (laughs) books directly because every single line was just like, you know, mind-blowing. But uh, now that you were talking, Mark, about um, the obstacle is the way, There is a nice quote uh, from him that says, the obstacle in the path becomes the path. Within every obstacle, there is an opportunity to improve our condition. And I think this is basically what we were discussing now, right? So it's, again, challenge will be and will be always in different shapes, formats, sizes, presentations, whatever. But as long as, again, as long as I think we're focused and as long as we say, okay, let's, let's, Let's do it. Let's go forward. Let's let's analyze it. Let's let's make the best out of this situation, in order to when we cross this path, when we whenever we cross this challenge, um, we can get some learnings out of it. I think that's 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 how I interpret this obstacle is the way sentence from from Ryan Holiday, and um, it's it's been quite helpful for me. I don't know, uh, for example, Mark, in, in in your experience, how do you? Put in practice, uh, let's say this, uh, another we were talking about this, uh, again, breathe, uh, jump and repeat. So how will you put in or how, how have you put in practice such a such a such an approach in your in your life? I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm still working on it. I think my natural reaction to obstacles when they appear is to try and avoid them. It's to try and find another path, try and cut through the bush besides the, the path and get around it instead of tackling it head on. But I now, through the work of Ron Holiday, through digging into his books on the Moonshot Show, as well as as I get older and I see the value of personal growth and development that comes with making decisions that are perhaps slightly harder because you get more out of it, what I'm finding personally is or sorry, the, the way that I try to, to tackle these things is to take a breath, you know? It's to, to see it coming, right? Here comes an obstacle. It's in my path. What am I going to do? Okay, well, let's stop. Let's have a deep breath. Let's pause. Let's think about it. Let's prepare ourselves. Mm-hmm. And during that moment is when your brain does that freak-out mode. Am I going to try to walk away because I, I don't want to do this? I don't want to have to stay up all night and finish that work. I don't want to have to go and have a difficult conversation. I don't want to expose myself to you know uncomfortable t- uh, time zones, maybe it is, or uh, video calls. You know, there, there are so many different ways that that we are forced to expose ourselves nowadays. And instead, I'm trying to say, right, I'm not going to see this as a a moment to freak out. Instead, I'm going to see it as an opportunity. 
how can I prove to myself that I can deal with this? But also, how can I become better at it for the next time? Because as I get older, I'm going to run into these sort of situations again. I'm going to have stressful conversations. I'm going to have projects that are not as easy as I hope them to be. So actually, I want to use my experience right here, right now to kind of get ready. You know, I'm kind of limbering up. I'm building those muscles. I'm getting stronger mentally so that I can choose how to react myself. I can be in control of those reactions. I can see problems as good moments. Mm. And again, that's such a wonderful reminder as well as lesson that Ron Holiday calls out in that book, Obstacle is the Way, because he's telling us, hey, Mark, Rodrigo, you guys make the choice. You decide where you want to go next. It's not up to mm. me. It's not up to you know, your partner, your, your listeners, or anybody else in the world. It's up to you to choose how you react. Mm. And you know, one of the favorite stories I, I remember from that book was Steve Jobs getting fired. He got yes. fired publicly. He had this enormous guilt about letting people down. And he didn't really know what to do. He, he kind of felt like he should run away. He, he wanted to leave the valley and, and get out of it and go and do something completely different. But what he realized was, oh, okay, well, hang on. Getting fired has not changed my love of doing good work, of creating new products and experiences. And he started to readjust his mindset into the approach of, okay, well, actually, this is the best thing for me. Getting fired was the best thing I could ever do because now mm. I can go and focus on other stuff. I can go and focus on Next. I can go and focus on Pixar. He got out of um, Apple at that particular time. Obviously, he then went back again. But at that moment, that was, an op- that was an obstacle, right? That was a fork in the road where he could have either said, okay, I'm out, I'll go and retire, and I... I don't want to do this anymore. Mm. Or he chose the path that was a little bit more difficult. He went back out there. He, he put on that brave face. He made that mental decision to go and push a little bit harder. And look, we got Pixar. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thank God, <laughs> literally. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I think for Amazing. me, it's, it's, it's that breathing. It's that mm. breathing uh, and preparing and thinking, okay, well, Let's not freak out. Let's take a moment, take a breath, and let's react to it rationally. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think it's it's a really nice uh, story. This one from from Jobs as well. And I think uh, uh, there's so many other uh, yeah people that we know. I mean, successful people out there that we only know. Let's say that the 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 nice story at the end. But then when you look back, when you see beneath the iceberg. It's a whole bunch of this kind of experiences, right? Of on, on failure and maybe uh, feeling okay, I, I just couldn't do it, and I'm I'm uh, yeah, I mean failure at the end of the day. So, question to you, Marcus, how how do you deal with these situations? Or if recently have you have you faced any of these situations in which you say, man, I mean, I literally, I mean, I see it as a failure, or at the moment it was a failure, but then when I learned and when I reflected on it. Did it change the perspective that you see the, the, this, let's say, failure situation? Or how was it for you? I've, I've had a pretty difficult time over the past, I guess, year and a half, as I think 
a lot of a lot of the listeners probably have as well. You know, it's been an unpredictable year, hasn't or a couple of years, well, hasn't yeah. it? And for me, I, it came with a particularly interesting and innovative project that certainly kept me on my toes, and it forced me to learn new skills uh, such as negotiation. Uh, new communication skills, collaboration skills. And those were all very new to me. And this was obviously in a time when all of us were working remotely. Mm-hmm. You know, there were individuals on my team and the customers team that I've never met in, in real life. And that's probably going to be true for a lot of our listeners as well. And that came with its own challenges, having to create new frameworks to communicate to ensure that both sides were demonstrating trust both sides understood the and had empathy for the other team as well so that they didn't create uh, feelings of anxiety or, or anger um, or uncertainty you know a lot of a lot of these frameworks had to be you know figured out and discussed and agreed both internally as well as uh, amongst the team. And what I can say is it was, it was a challenging project. It's been uh, a reason for me to lose sleep. It's been a reason to, uh, like I say, have to, have to learn new skills and have to stretch those muscles. But that was, that was another example of jumping into cold water. It could have been a case of saying, you know what, this one's not for me, guys. You find yourself somebody else or it could have been hey you know what i'm out of here see you later and that would have been a what i, what I like to call a, a kind of short-term reaction it's a short-term reaction based on right i i don't want to deal with this right now i've got my blinkers on i just want to i just want to get away from it i don't want to have to deal with this right now it's, it's too much and my brain can't handle it and trust me, Rodrigo, I got to moments with, with this where I thought my, my brain was going to you know, explode from trying to <laughs> spin too many plates. And you know, it, it, what I had to remind myself through you know, uh, trying to practice patience, trying to remind myself about the breathing and the journaling and stepping back and looking at it objectively was, if that's my short-term reaction, let me rethink around the long term Mm. let me think about what this long-term goal of mine might be how can i be better after this project what am i learning from this project that helps me in the future how am i getting stronger and i already Mm. feel stronger i already feel more confident and i already have those new skills that i can use on my next project so Mm. for me that difficulty that i encountered that cold water that i had to jump into yeah, in the short term, I really, really didn't want to do it. <laughs> and, and I can understand when, when somebody who's faced with a, a problem does want to, to turn the other way. But what I found was by sticking with it, my long-term benefit is going to be far greater than if I had reacted in that short-term way, mm. for sure. No, exactly, and I, I and I really like this uh, uh, this discussion about the short term and the long term because I think in in, in most cases, again, we we tend to look uh, or we forget. I would say in the other way, we forget to look uh, in the long term, right? And we just 
maybe sometimes uh, I, I like to use this analogy. We just look at the at the tree and we don't look at we don't we forget to see the forest. That's nice, um, right? So uh, I think it's it's also a nice reminder, Mark, that we should make ourselves again aware that it's not only the tree, yeah. But it's behind a huge forest with nice lakes. I'm, I'm just thinking about uh, the landscape here in Bavaria, right? It's just yeah. full of really nice uh, lakes and mountains. It's amazing. Um, but again, I mean, just not look only at the tree that it's in front of us, and maybe it's it's blocking our our full vision of what's behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's uh, that's really interesting as well to look at it or, or to try to see more long term. Yeah. And this brings me, uh, Mark, to to another nice. Um, Thought from from Ryan Holiday. I think it's also part of the part of the last book. There's still uh, obstacle is the way that it's about enjoying the process, mm. right? Because sometimes we just literally focus too much. Okay, in five years, if I'm not the CEO of a multi-million startup, then I'm a failure, right? And then you forget that every single step of the way. I mean, from literally buying the computer you're gonna use for putting together your your company or uh, I mean those really really small things that if you don't focus first of all and if you don't enjoy the process and if you don't literally look into every single I will dare to say day by day activity by activity then I think it's when you're probably going to reach a point that maybe in five years yes you're not going to be able to be the multi-million dollar CEO slash Elon Musk and then you're going to tell to yourself, yeah, Rodrigo, you know, I mean, you just, you're a failure. And I think that's where the problem starts, you know, but because then you you didn't see that along the process, again, as you said, I mean, you learn tons of things that mm. will definitely help you in your life in general. Um, but I think there was also a, a, one of the, on one of your episodes, Mark, uh, who was it that was talking about, I think it was Tim Ferriss that he talked about this when, when he first wrote his first book or something yep. that uh, he, he, I think he produced like hundred copies and he only sold one to his mother. Yeah, I mean, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just crazy. It's, it's okay. I mean, I, I have this really good ambition, which I'm not saying that having ambition is bad. It's definitely good to have some mm-hmm. ambition. Um, but then again, it's about, okay, I put together a book, you know, I, I think if everybody will be able to do that, it's, it's, Exactly. It's the journey. You know what I mean? It's the exactly. Journey, right? it's, it's about the journey and, 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 and enjoying it. And for example, I will now bring it uh, for me today. I mean, whenever, when I press the uh, start recording this morning, I mean, it, it was literally the start of something that I, I, I have no idea how it's going to look like in a week, in one month, in a year, right? But the thing is, in these uh, minutes that I've had this conversation with you, Margaret, it's really... I'm enjoying it. And I think that's, that should, that is mm. what we should keep in mind, you know, enjoy every single step of the process with a goal in mind. Yes. But then enjoy the process. That that's exactly. It. And you know, what's really interesting. We, we, we've done a show on Christine Lagarde, um, president of the European central bank. And one of her big, you know, leadership lessons that kept her going, um, throughout all of her career as a lawyer, as well as a financial um, superpower, basically, (laughs) was trusting in herself. She knew Mm -hmm. that she could survive. She knew that she could excel. And she remembered that she will learn from any challenges. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's not. But every single one of those experiences and exposures 
made her that little bit stronger. And mm-hmm. what I what I loved about what you just said, uh, you know, expectations. In five years' time, I want to be a tech CEO worth <laughs> billions of dollars. It's it's tough, especially nowadays when a lot of us have been brought up with exposure to success. Yes, entrepreneurs, innovators, lots of cash. There's influencers. There's social media. It's very very easy to be overwhelmed and and I'd say jealous. Of, of a lot of that. And, you know, I'm not going to go so far as to say that uh, people expect stuff. I think what's, what is not necessarily taught to us enough as we, as we grow up is the time investment. The, you've got to work hard. You've got to get uh, put into it. What you get out of it is what you put in. You know, think of the time investment kind of like a, like a journey, like a 2D journey. The more time you put in, it's going to be worth it. No matter what that goal is, whether it's tech CEO, billionaire, and whether you get it in 20 years or five, you know, who knows. But every moment that you're working, living, learning, you're going along that path. And it will always lead to wherever you are working towards. Because if you're putting in that work, putting in that time, that effort, it will be valid. It will be worthwhile. And I think that's something that we all tend to forget. We beat ourselves up. We say, yeah. ah, I'm not as good as I should be. Or, oh, I reacted really badly to this challenge. Or, oh, that obstacle, I turned away from it. You know, Mark and yes. Rodrigo were saying I should embrace <laughs> challenges, but actually I turned away. Well, that's okay. <laughs> you know? And you know what? Now that you were talking, Mark, about, uh, yeah, maybe I'm not as good as, and then we just go crazy and say we're not as good as okay. Steve Jobs, Elon Musk. And, you, and then you have to say, okay, I mean, again, it's good to have some role models, some ambitions, but also, you know, uh, yeah. it, I think it's too ambitious in this case. Ga- and I Gary, think that's, uh, yeah. Sorry, Rodrigo, go on. No, no, go on, go on. Gary V is another great example of somebody who really can teach us that. You yeah. know, throughout his his pretty varied career, actually, particularly um, he's obviously well known in, in media. Um, he, you know, says to us, "Don't worry about what other people think. Just remember, it's about you. You carve out your destiny. You get out of it what you put in. You are going to drive yourself to that next goal. If somebody else says something about you, hey, it doesn't matter." Are you going to remember it in a year's time, two years' time? Maybe, if it's particularly rough. Otherwise, you know, I'm not going to remember a particularly difficult email or a difficult uh, experience if I've reacted to it positively. I don't think I've ever wanted to regret anything. I've always Mm -hmm. tried to make choices that will, I'll look back at it and say, you know what, that was good. I'm, I'm pleased that I gave that a go. I'm pleased that I jumped into that cold water. I don't want to regret having not jumped in. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Which, I, which no, I think I, is kind I, of why you went back and you might have dug in to that ice lake and given it a go, right? <laughs> exactly. It was, I have to say, yeah, it was definitely part of it. <laughs> you know, just say, okay, I'm not going to say no. So let's bring it up a notch uh, just a little. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's really interesting, uh, I would say, Mark, and, and um, I, I will definitely, uh, yeah, recommend all of our listeners, again, just to going back briefly to this framework of, of breathe, jump, and repeat, again, just to keep it in mind and try to use it, again, 
in, in basically every day life situation. Uh, again, it's not only for work, it's not only for your personal life, it's, it's literally these small steps that you can keep in mind for facing and, and, and yeah, uh, uh, dealing with, with situations that might come in front of your, in front of your way. Right. Um, and also I think Mark, uh, I'm, I'm again, I'm, I'm really happy and, and excited. And, and again, this was literally my, my jump into cold water, because as I said before, this is my very first episode. Uh, and also together with you, it's, it's been quite interesting discussion and, and hopefully uh, we can do this again, right? Because I think we, we have so many topics still to be discussed. And also I would like to learn more from, from you personally and also to get more insights from all the, the nice people and inspiring people that you bring to your show. So I, uh, I would just like to say thank you very much, Mark, for, for spending this time together with us and with our, with our listeners for sharing these really nice insights and your view and your experiences on, on your jumping into cold water situations. Um, and I will just, yeah, would like to say thank you. Thank you again, Mark. So maybe just before we wrap up, if you can just maybe give our listeners two key takeaways from your breathe, jump, and repeat before. I think as demonstrated by you today, Rodrigo, and what you've been working on for the past couple of months in the background, this is good inspiration. You know, you have taken this leap. You have jumped in with both feet into creating the podcast and developing a, a guest list for the listeners and building out the business. So I would say my, one of my, my first big takeaway is be inspired. You know, I'm, I've, I've enjoyed the last hour with you, Rodrigo. Obviously, I'd love to, to come back and collaborate again and, and keep on talking. And there's so many mm-hmm. lessons to dig into. But the first thing is, yeah, I, I'm just inspired by your ability to, to, to take it, take the obstacle, grab it by the horns and, and go and give it a go. And so well done. I applaud your, your confidence and courage doing it. And the second thing is, uh, I want to reiterate that short-term versus long-term mindset. It's very easy to react right here, right now. And it's important to stay present, of course. But instead of reacting to something immediately and thinking, oh, I don't like it. Let's get out of here. It's taking a moment to breathe, taking a moment to prepare and thinking, okay, well, actually, why don't I jump in instead? Mm. Awesome. Love it. So thank you very much, Mark, again. And thank you all of our listeners, for sure, for, for stay tuned and, and uh, hope uh, you enjoy this conversation. Um, and then, yeah, stay tuned. Please visit intocoldwater.com. As I said, give us your feedback, leave us your notes, thoughts, comments. So happy to, to hear from you. And uh, see you next time. Ciao, Mark. Thank you very much. Thanks, Rodrigo. Ciao. <laughs> Ciao. Into cold water.